Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. For the preach this morning is hope in the spirit. You will recall that throughout CCM, we are looking at the Holy Spirit, how to live a life filled with the Holy Spirit. So perhaps starting point on my topic, hope in the spirit, is to define the words in that topic. Spirit, hope. What is spirit? What is hope? Spirit as a word People have tried to define it. But if you go online or in dictionaries, nobody has successfully defined it. It's just because spirit is the very essence. It means God the divine. So, in fact, there is no precise meaning of the word spirit. Perhaps we can define the word hope. What is hope? I came up with uh, several definitions when I was uh, doing my search on what the word hope can mean. Uh, one of the definitions, it says, a feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. Another one says, a feeling of trust or wanting something to happen or be the case. To desire with expectation of obtaining or fulfillment. As you can see from this definition, they all point to one thing. And hope goes hand in hand with faith. I'll try to define faith later on during this talk. But just to say that moments of hope can be twofold. Some people can talk about hope in terms of agony, in terms of pain. Yet, the same word can be used in times of joy. Before we critically examine this word in the life of a believer, perhaps, depending on personality, hope may mean one thing to one person, and may, it may mean a different thing to another person. To some, hope is hope there will be food next time they desire a meal. Other people are hoping for a better job. Yet others are hoping for a better spouse or a better relationship. We also have general hope, for instance, that summer, say this year, will be summer, <laughs> if that will happen. Yeah. As you can see, all this is attached to faith. Genuine hope combines with faith. Stories have been told on how hope has made people survive difficult situations. For example, lost in the wilderness, 
some people have held to hope, and this they have told after they have experienced it, and they have found their way to safety. Some with lived experience, however, on the brink of losing out, have cautioned that in such a situation, when you are in a situation like that, once hope is lost, then you are left to the elements. So it is when all hope is lost that we are vulnerable. This is therefore today a very good topic that we need to focus on. I've heard of stories told of people clinging to hope in times of difficulty, such as when they are in a ship that is sinking. Yet I've also heard of stories in, for example, sports, and I want to excite those people who like football. <laughs> we have to talk about the pain and the times of joy. I've heard of people in sports, football, who have been their hope in their team winning. Or when the team is losing, that they overcome that. In fact, if you constantly watch football, have you seen the number of times the players point upwards? And most often is when they have scored or they have missed, they still point upwards. That's acknowledging that there is a power that is beyond them. When a child is born, there is excitement and hope in so many things. When we are expecting results, for example, examination or tests, we hope that the results will be positive. And this is in trying to understand in our humanly uh, living or in your, our humanly heart on what the word hope means. One thing is certain, though, in all situations of hope, in such moments, we all remember and come back to the one centerpiece. It doesn't matter your belief, whether you call yourself an unbeliever or a believer. We all come to one centerpiece. And I believe you have heard of this word. Even people who have never seen the door for a church, they miss something and they'll say, oh God, or oh Jesus. So we all, when we are in that moment where we are thinking of hope, come to one centerpiece. We all remember the one mighty. As we continue to look at the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, what is the relationship of hope in class? What about the relationship of hope in the Spirit? The Bible book that is chosen to describe and explain the hope in spirit as a lesson in this series of um, Holy Spirit manifestation. Romans is part of what are called epistles, which are letters that Paul wrote in various, to various churches and communities in the Bible. The book of Romans, however, in the epistles, stands out from other books because it doesn't pinpoint 
on the longs that people were doing or on the right that they are supposed to do. Instead, the book concentrates on teaching how to worship, how prayer should be like, and in our case for today, how living a life filled with the Holy Spirit looks like. Generally, if we look at all the epistles from Romans to June in the uh, New Testament, they all develop the seed truth that Jesus left, as you can read from the four Gospels, which are the first books in the New Testament. Jesus taught these things in pictures or in parables. They show us believers what it means, the epistles, to call God Father or Abba. Just like Tom preached last week, that we have to call God Father if we have to show or if we have to tell what our identity is. These letters mostly written by Paul, the Bible books of Romans to Jude, describe everything involved in becoming a Christian, what it means to be in Christ, and they give practical advice on how to handle personal decision, what is right and what is wrong, how much being spiritual is personality or attitude. So if you want to hone in on knowing what spirituality is or what to live a life filled with the Spirit is like, then you may want to read the epistles, which are the letters in the Bible that Paul read. But let us go to the passage that is prepared for today, Romans 8, verses 23 to 25. I believe... Oh, it's, Oh, it's not there. Oh, right. oh, okay, okay. No, I will read it out. Um, and if you have got a Bible, please uh, follow the reading with me. I uh, will start from verse 23. And verse 23 says, And even we Christians, although we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, also grown to be released from pain and suffering. We too wait anxiously for that day when God will give us our full rights as his children, including the new bodies he has promised us. Bodies that will never be sick again and will never die. Now, if you look at, because there are just three verses, so I'll try to explain each verse in 10. If you look at verse 23, you'll see that if we examine our life, more often we take things for granted that matter in life. For example, air that we breathe. Most often we take air for granted. I've never seen any person going around with something to measure the air they are breathing with. We take it for granted that uh, when we go out, we are, whether we are sleeping or in the house, whether we are just uh, relaxing in the house, there will be air. We also take for granted sometimes looking after our own bodies. 
because we assume that there is a power somewhere that is doing all that. However, when we read the Bible, we have got a promise. We know there is that power. Why then don't we believe in that power? The power that makes the air available whenever we are living, whenever we are going out, whenever we are in our houses. Why don't we believe in that power that makes all this available? Verse 23 reaffirms we are children of God. As a father, he provides for his children, and he has given us, apart from other things, the spirit. This verse cautions us, though, that most often, as we wait for the promises that God made, even as believers, we often complain. We often do not have that hope that things that he promised will manifest. So it's something that we need to think seriously as Christians. Verse 24 says, we are saved by trusting and trusting means looking forward to getting something we don't yet have. For a man who already has something doesn't need to hope and trust that he will get it. We need to have the trust, the trust in God. In other words, we need to have the faith. For when you have faith in the living God, you are saved and live in hope. It also talks about a new order. If we have this trust, then our hope must be bigger. It starts by us acknowledging we have the Spirit of God in us. The Holy Spirit that Jesus promised resides in us. In this verse, there is also a clear statement, and in some version, it's a question for a man who has already something, doesn't need to hope and trust that he will get it. In other version, it's a question. It says, for who hopes for what he sees? Yeah. And I liked the passage that Vic read just before uh, the ceremony. It talked about things that are unseen being eternal. This verse talks about that same thing, that the things that have been promised to us, that were promised to us, that are unseen, are greater than those things that we see. We just need to have the faith, and with faith will be saved. Verse 25 says, but if we must keep trusting God for something that hasn't happened yet. He teaches us to wait patiently and confidently. Teaches us to wait patiently and confidently. Perhaps we can define faith. What is faith? Why should we wait patiently with faith? What is faith? Faith, according to Hebrews 11, Verse 1, 
It says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the, ev the evidence of things not seen. So just like the passage Vic led, those things that we don't see, those things that we have been promised, that world called heaven, where everything would be free, where there will be happiness, where there will be no more death. What exactly does this all mean for us today? Assures us that we indeed live a life filled with hope in the spirit, although we do not know it. The promises he made to us will be all fulfilled. Whatever you are hoping for, therefore, to have, have faith and trust, waiting patiently, and confidently, God has shown his people, his sons and daughters, that with the Holy Spirit, you are secure. If you fill your life with the Holy Spirit, that's the only way you'll be saved. That's the only way you'll be secure. Hope must make us not to be afraid as believers. We have to live a life of hope. Waiting with endurance, not like outsiders or unbelievers. We possess something that those who have no knowledge of our Father don't have. And that is the Holy Spirit within us. Living a Holy Spirit-filled life gives us hope for receiving God's blessings and gifts. as his children. So what we just need to do is pursue that way that will make us to live every day a life filled with the Spirit. There is hope in the Spirit. The passage today that we looked at, Romans 8, verses 23 to 25, in focusing in hope, in the spirit, reminds me of a song that I like. The song goes, cast your burden into Jesus. Perhaps a direct prompt for us to live a life filled with the Holy Spirit. Do, do, do you know how the song goes? In, in fact, Lord, when I told Lord about the song, he said, no, we must sing it. So... <laughs> Yeah, he said, we must sing it, but you must demonstrate how it's done. You must go down and up. So the song goes, cast your burden unto Jesus, for he cares for you. Cast your burden into Jesus for you. I'm not a singer. Uh, for he cares for you. <laughs> and then it says, uh, higher, 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 take Jesus higher. So that's where Lord was saying I should go higher. And then he said, take Satan lower. And lower and lower, so he said I should go. Maybe you can demonstrate. Oh, yeah, that's how it's done. <laughs> okay, so. 
All right, that's good. Yeah, I should have. We should have trained before coming. <laughs> okay, so taking Jesus higher and higher in your life means acknowledging the Holy Spirit in your life. We need never to always complain, grumble, but take our burden to Jesus in whatever circumstance we are, in whatever we are waiting for. We need to wait patiently and take everything to Jesus. Prayer is supposed to draw us near to God. Therefore, we need to develop a habit of constantly praying, whether individually or as a group, what is called corporate prayer. And corporate prayer, praying together, it means you'll be encouraged by others, maybe going through situation or going through moments of joy. So just sharing those stories will encourage you what it means to live a life filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to draw the Spirit within which means forgetting oneself and surrendering to God. One of the tools that helps in doing this is forgiveness. So forgive and forgive self. Forgive all the people that you feel may have offended you or may have done something to you. And when it says forgive self, what this means is forget the past. Sometimes we don't forgive ourselves, meaning we go back to moments where we feel we fell short and we constantly go to those moments. I like, again, maybe I like football. I like the way footballers carry themselves. They'll miss, maybe miss uh, scoring a goal. But the next uh, moment you see them, they'll just shake their head, but they are, in the moment they are still praying positively. If it was some of us who asked to be substituted, because we are still thinking about the miss. But this is how we should live our life as Christians. Forget. Forgive. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. You may have failed in the past, may have given up, or may have been discouraged one way or the other, but know this that you will find true hope in letting the Holy Spirit fill you. In the book, Creative Mind and Success, Ennis Holmes writes, and I'll quote, we can so fill ourselves with the drawing power of attraction that it will become irresistible. Nothing can hinder things from coming to the man who knows that he is dealing with the same power that creates all from itself, moves all within itself, and yet holds all things in their places. Maybe let me repeat that. Nothing can hinder things from coming to the man who knows that he's dealing with the same power that creates all from itself. If you go back to the uh, book of Genesis at the beginning, when God was creating things, you understand this statement more. 
Yeah. Okay. So it's a book, Creative Mind and Success by Ernest Holmes. And it says, we can so fill ourselves with the drawing power of attraction that it will become irresistible. Nothing can hinder things from coming to the man who draws that, who knows, sorry, who knows that he's dealing with the same power that creates all from itself. Moves all within itself, and yet holds all things in their places. Uh, I am one with the infinite mind. Let this link through you many times each day until you rise to that height that looking sees. Uh, this is more uh, proverbial. Until you rise to that height, that looking sees. We have encountered people who are so filled with the Holy Spirit that they can foretell things. So this last statement, that's what it's saying, that if you so fill your self with the Holy Spirit, you come to a point where your life, everything that you do in your life is dictated by the Almighty God. And in other words, the same can be described as it's just simply going to the basics. As human beings, we are living what was shared to us, the spirit that was shared to us. In other words, I mean, I am a business person. You know shareholding. Shareholding means Maybe it's a company, each one holds a certain percentage in that company. So this spirit that we are talking about today came from God. Each one of us has been given that spirit. So this quotation is saying if you acknowledge, if you understand that your life is drawn from that spirit, then we won't complain of anything. Then things will become easier for us. But more importantly, for our topic today, then we'll have that hope that the same person, the same creator who gave us a portion of his spirit will fulfill the promise that he has promised us. Because it's the same. The one who gave us and the one who is promising. So there is no way when he gave it willingly that he should not fulfill his promise. As I end this uh, preach for today, maybe there are so some uh, Bible verses that can try to make this message, drive more home, or make you receive it. Hebrews 11, verses 11 to 12, says, Salah, too, had faith, and because of this, 
she was able to become a mother in spite of her old age. For she realized that God who gave her promise, or his promise, would certainly do what he said. And so a whole nation came from Abraham, who was too old to have even one child. A nation with so many millions of people that like the star of the sky and the sand of the ocean shows, there is no way to count them. So this was a lady who was given a promise and it was fulfilled. It's just for us to see that the same God who made this promise and it became fulfilled will fulfill the same promises in our lives. Ephesians 1 verse 13 says, and because of what Christ did, all you others too who held the good news about how to be saved and trusted Christ were marked as belonging to Christ by the Holy Spirit, who long ago had been promised to all of us Christians. So this spirit that we are talking about was promised to all of us as Christians. Clearly, there is hope in living a life filled with the Holy Spirit. I've got uh, the Lord's Prayer in my bedroom, and each morning, that's the first thing, uh, if I am not distracted by the phone, that's the first thing. <laughs> but that, that's a plan, that, that should be the first thing that I should look at. And as you know, the Lord's Prayer, it says, let heaven come to earth. For yours is the kingdom forever and ever. It's just a reminder, maybe on a daily basis, that as you go out, you should go out knowing you carry that spirit. And that in that spirit, you are carrying that hope, that promise that was promised to every human being. You may be there listening, and perhaps you have not found him. Perhaps some of these words that we have shared today are not making any sense to you. But you also may be there and have questions about how you can truly acknowledge and come to Jesus. Or you just want to know more about the next step you need to take. Today, God gives you that choice. So it can be today that things can change. It can be today that you start walking boldly, knowing you carry that spirit, that spirit of hope. Or you may be already a committed believer or a Christian, who feels some of your strength ebbing away, I would urge you to recommit to a life of regular prayers and reading of the word through the Bible. Today, we want to be more practical. We want to worship. We want to invite 
And more often we say we want to invite the Holy Spirit to be here. But the truth is, the Spirit is already in us. What we need is to awaken that Spirit. The Spirit is already present in us. So how do we awaken that Spirit? It's through prayer, through worship. I now invite Lord to come and lead us in worship. But what I would say is forgive all. And the way to forgive is to be reborn again. Wipe all that has been passed. Start life anew. The heart, the disappointment. Instead, let's live a life of hope. Hope in his kingdom. Hope that the promise will be fulfilled. Amen. Amen.